Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with Strange Brew Coffeehouse. This Saturday morning when you make the trip to Starkville, head over to Strange Brew. Get your day started there. Maybe it'll go good from there. I don't know. But either way. You're going to start off with a great smile on your face when you pick up that drink from Strange Brew Coffee House. Our good friends at College Corner want you to know whatever you're looking for, maroon and white, they've got you covered. Uh, two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're originally by Fleet Feet. They're in flow with a half shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whether you're looking for clothes, something for the car, something for the house, something for your tailgate, whatever it is, Mississippi State, they've got it at College Corner. Our good friends at Humble Taco are looking forward to seeing you this weekend in Starkville Mexican Fair with Mississippi Roots, a unique menu like you've never seen before. Make sure it's on your to-do list. Grab a seat on the patio. The weather is supposed to be spectacular this weekend. Grab a seat outside, get some chips and salsa, get your uh, handcrafted margarita, and grab some delicious Mexican food courtesy of our good friends at Humble Taco. Robbie Falk, I think there was a hidden message today. From Mike Leach. It's a subliminal message. It wasn't about Twitter. It wasn't about COVID. It wasn't about turkey or ham. Which which side was he on that for that, by the way? He was on turkey. I, you know what? Maybe I'm too hard on Mike Leach. Because that's he the said smart that, man's decision. He said sometimes ham has kind of a jelly type it's an texture to yes. it. And he's not a big fan of that. I love turkey. I Thanksgiving I, is my favorite holiday. And, I, and turkey is a big reason for that. The ham I like is, you know, smoked ham. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like honey glaze. Oh, sure. It can be good, but turkey. Turkey, turkey is, is better. Turkey is the way. But I thought he did have something, and I don't know if he's trying to motivate players or enlighten the fan base or what, but he talked about statistics. He said the comment, all we are is statistics, I believe is the quote. What I believe he's saying there is this, that, we're looking at Will Rogers, and because we as Mississippi State people have never seen a quarterback just consistently throw for the amount of yards that Will Rogers is throwing for, by the way, very much on pace to break that Dak Prescott record. Yes, he is. Um, but because we've never seen it before, we just see 400 yards passing, we're like, wow, he did great. But when you look deeper, and, and when you look at, and you watch the games, and you realize how much yardage is being left on the field by Will Rogers and by this MSU offense at times, and by Mike Leach in his own play calling sometimes, it's not good enough. So while the stats look good, Will Rogers completing a lot of passes. He's not turning the ball over, which is a good stat. But there's more to this offense that is not happening right now. Yeah, right now, I feel like Will Rogers and Mike Leach gave him credit for this. He's managing the game really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I I, th- I don't think we're giving him enough credit for that either. By the way, I mean we we can we, we've done a lot of criticizing of Will Rogers, and I'm including myself in that. Mm-hmm. The fan base, us, we we've put a lot of pressure on this kid, and he still is a kid. By the way, mm-hmm. he's in his second year. He's oh. a true sophomore, yeah. and the fact is, in this offense, you ha- you have the keys. If you're a quarterback, mm-hmm. you're making the calls. You're deciding where the ball is going, and th- there's probably more freedom in this offense for a quarterback than just about any offense out there. And I think that's a big reason why Mike Leach does not like to play young guys in this offense, especially at the quarterback position. I think he wants those guys to be seasoned and be able to handle that. And Will Rogers, I believe, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that's that was his first freshman quarterback starter last year. I could be wrong. Yes, no, maybe. I think you're right. <clears throat> so, this is the youngest guy that has played quarterback in Mike Leach's system, mm-hmm. and he has handled things really well. Yeah. Interceptions are extremely low. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make very many mistakes. If he does make a mistake, it's holding on to the ball too long, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's at least getting rid of the ball and making sure that no mistakes are made. But Mike Leach says that, they're a little conservative of where they're distributing the ball, and there's there are some plays to be made. And when I watch plays develop and I see guys down the field, I think that's what Mike Leach is talking about. And we saw it when Mississippi State had the game on the line late and had to make a comeback. Will Rogers is capable of getting the ball down the field. I don't want to hear that he doesn't have the arm to do this and that. He he can. He can get the ball down the field. He might not be throwing you know 50-yard darts out there, but he can get the ball down the field, mm-hmm. and he can make some big plays. Mm-hmm. I think right now the biggest thing for Will Rogers is he. I don't know if he wants to take that many big chances until he has to. He, he doesn't have right now that mentality that a Gardner Minshew did in this offense of having that gunslinger mentality, I'm just going to get the ball down the field and we're going to make some plays. And in this offense, for it to be really, really successful, I, I still believe that – means you're getting the ball down the field on a consistent basis. This offense, it, people have this mis, misconception that this offense is just a dink and dunk. That, that's not the case. This offense can be high-flying. It, it can be you know several plays of 20-plus yards in a game. So I, I think that the – I continue to think that the opportunity is there for Mississippi State to be a lot better offensively. They're just not taking the chances that they have to take for that to happen. This is a weird question I'm about to ask you. But do you think that the the, la- the the lack of interceptions could be construed in a slight way as a bad thing? Because it shows that he is just not willing to take any chances. I mean, he threw the one pick, which was a really bad throw. But that wasn't six. that that wasn't even a, a throw where he tried to force it into, into into a receiver. He's trying to like I don't know what he's thinking there, but he's not. That's not where it's a close play and the receiver the, the DB just makes a play on the ball. He just makes a terrible throw, but he hasn't tried to like force it into any receivers this year. I see what you're saying, but I I, I don't think it's ever a good thing to throw right. interceptions. But I, I know what you're saying. Right. It, it says that when you look at that on the stat sheet, it says that he's just managing the game. And you need more than that from your quarterback in this system for it to be an effective offense because it's really difficult to score a bunch of points 
when you're just going two yards in a cloud of dust, but I don't know what that would be for the passing. Uh, in the two passing yards season. on a whiff of air. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of that. That's kind of what you're doing. You're doing the old wing T, you know, two or three yards of play mm-hmm. type offense, but you're in a passing offense, and it's not very exciting. Um, but at times last week against Memphis, I, I did think the offense was exciting. It was just there was no consistency in that. When they got the 17 on the board, that sequence was exciting. When they got into the fourth quarter and they were down, that sequence was – I mean, the last – That play, last possession, that's what you want to see. Two plays. Yeah, that's what you want to see. Yeah. Two guys wide open, hit them, they run after the catch, and, and then you, you're good. But the – La, The La Tech game in the fourth quarter, that's yeah, what that's you want to see. see. Why I think the the frustrating thing to people is why can't they do that for four quarters? So how and do I, they get there? I, I can't figure it out, Brian. I, I don't I don't know why. I, I don't know if it's a Will Rogers thing, if it's uh Mike Leach thing, but they gotta find a way. That they, they gotta find a way to get to replicate what they're seeing in the fourth quarter when they're down by two touchdowns. They gotta be able to do that on a consistent basis. And like I said, that's what's frustrating about this offense right now is you're just not seeing that. And they'll go three possessions and be really good. Then they'll just die out there on the field. And then they'll come back after six possessions and do the same thing. It's just how do you put that all together? Is it a youth thing? Is it, you know, I I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is to that. I don't know, you know, because I don't feel like there's a quarterback change you can make. No, so I don't Will, think changing luck to Lovertich helps. No, Will I, Rogers is your quarterback, and I don't think either of the freshmen are ready. Mm-mm. So this isn't, you know, sort of <clears throat> that situation where you're just like, look, if you're not going to start moving this offense, I'm going to. I think is that another issue that Will Rogers is like, I know I'm not going anywhere. It could be, but I don't know if he has that kind of mentality. You know, like mm-hmm. that's. I don't he, think he does either. But but you, but you could very well be right. I mean, because there is something to be said about uh, the you know the human element of not having any competition. You know, I mean, because he, Mike Leach or whoever can say what they want to, but Will Rogers doesn't have any competition right now. At least not by my knowledge, unless yeah. the unless the uh, the freshmen are really turning it on in practice. I mean, I just don't. I don't think that. Lovertich is a guy that is going to push him for starting reps. Mm. So unless we see Sawyer Robertson just really roll here in the next few weeks, which even if he does, I don't know if Mike Leach is wanting to try to break in a true freshman two years in a row. So I, I think what Mike Leach is going to do is he's going to roll with Will Rogers and, you know, good or bad, that, that's that's your guy, especially this year. It's just – you got to get him to to run this offense the way that it needs to be run. I don't know the answer to these questions. You know, I feel like I, I feel like I know what the questions are. I just don't know how to answer them. And but like I said before, when you watch this offense, and I would recommend if you can find a way to look at you know, like some all twenty two stuff if that's out there or if there's anything, you're, you'll see what you know what we're talking about here where these there's just guys open every play so i'm not i'm not jumping on the the offense can't work bandwagon i think it can work because i am seeing guys open yeah it's got to find the right trigger man now and i keep saying this 
In his ninth start as a quarterback, Will Rogers just threw for 419 yards and three touchdowns with no interceptions. Right. I mean, I guess what I want to see from Will Rogers is this. He's got what? He's LSU, A&M, Alabama. That's 12 games. That His 12th start is going to be against Alabama. Congrats. That's, that's, a, that's a hell of a way to, to wrap up a first full season as a starter. Which was almost like his first start, technically, because he played almost that entire game. game. After that game. I did it again. After that game. Didn't puberty? Uh, you know, the other one's going to drop any day now. So, <laughs> if after that game, though, Vandy on the road, Kentucky at home, Arkansas on the road, Auburn on the road. Those are four. I'm not saying State's going to win these games. But they are certainly four winnable games if you play well. Is it fair to say, look, after the Alabama game, I expect an uptick. I expect him to start playing better, finding these receivers. And, and you know, the yardage may not change that much, but the attempts will go down and the yards per attempt will go down and the yards per, or yards per attempt will go up and the yards per completion will go up. Instead of 50 for 67 for 419, now all of a sudden you're – 38 for 47. Yeah. For 419. That that's what you want to see. That that's really what is, you want to see. Is that is that a fair marking point after the Alabama game it should start getting better. I think so. I mean, you should you should start improving middle of the season to the very end and you're about to see the toughest two defenses probably that you'll play all season. Arkansas might be a sneaky good defense with Barry Odom because mm-hmm. I think he's one of the best defensive coordinators and in the country. He, Tore him up last He's year. the one that kind of set the blueprint. Mm-hmm. But Alabama and A&M are probably going to be at, at least two of the most talented defenses that you're going to play this year. Mm-hmm. After that point, you need to start having a trajectory that's going up. Um, and if you don't, then people are really going to start to lose faith in who you are as a quarterback. And, and moving into next year, people are going to start really clamoring for the, for the uh, well, I guess it'll be a redshirt freshman at that point, Sawyer Robertson. So I, I think for Will Rogers, it's very important to start moving up. And for that to happen, I, I think he needs to have a sense of urgency. He needs to take a few more chances downfield. And if you make a mistake, that's fine. You're going to make mistakes in this offense. But we can't do death by a thousand paper cuts anymore. It's just it's not going to work, and especially against teams in the SEC that can really score. You're going to have to take some chances because you, you can't have all these empty possessions. I want to talk about something else. You know, I don't like to to accuse people of things, especially being a liar. It's not, it's not a good thing to be accused somebody of, especially if you can't truly prove your point. But I feel like I have enough circumstantial evidence on this one, and I talked about it on today's uh, Sports Talk Mississippi. The SEC is a bunch of liars. Somebody's lying. Somebody is lying to us. Oh, what a tangled web we weave, Daddy. When first we practice to deceive, if you will, uh, the SEC, your 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 coworker Steve Robertson reported that uh, the SEC said they did review the the, the punt return. Mike My, and Mike Leach confirmed it after that Steve they, they reported were told that. that that play had been reviewed. I'm calling BS. Oh, so. Didn't in the SEC statement, didn't they say that the play had not been reviewed? They said it should have been reviewed. Okay, so so you think the play, do you think the referees on the field were lying? 
Or do yes. you think the SEC was lying? I, I don't know where the lie is. It's somewhere in between there. So because, you know, the SEC reviews it from Birmingham, correct? Right. So I, I don't know who would I, – I would, I would say the people lying are probably the referees on the field. Right. Because that makes sense because the one guy, the back judge, and that and that dude didn't lied. want, and he didn't, he didn't want, want to, any part of. He didn't want to deal with the home crowd, telling them that we I screwed up. Yes. So you have that. You also have, and I tried really hard to find like a full game on YouTube clip, so that I could see. I wanted to get an actual time between the time Austin crosses the end zone and the time they kick that extra point. It was quick. It was very quick. It was because I remember being shocked that how quick it happened. Yeah, and and I and I tell you who else was shocked, and I don't remember his name, but color guy, the color guy for for the, for, for Beth Mowens and the and the color guy were both like, I can't believe this is happening, and they I mean they were I give them credit, they were both like this isn't right, this is not how this is not should not have been a touchdown. It happened so quick that they kicked that out, and here's something else I want to point out: this crew. Last year, they were the crew for Ole Miss and Auburn. That screwed Ole Miss. That screwed Ole Miss on that kickoff, and they told Kiffin the exact same thing. The play had been reviewed. Mm. And you and didn't Kiff, they have another? Didn't they have something else Kiffin, in 09? Kiffin said, "Remember after the game, he's like, you know, if I get fined, I'm going to send them a bunch of pennies." Yes, this is what this is happening. The same crew told Kiffin and told Leach. Oh, the play was already reviewed and they didn't find anything. But the SEC releases a statement to, for Mississippi State that says it should have been reviewed. Yeah. Yeah, they lied. Somebody's lying. And I believe Mike Leach. I, I think they did I tell him Mike that. Leach because Mike Leach was told he was yeah, I because believe I, that. Why would he lie? And, and people act like you know Mike Leach is passive and stuff. I've seen him get into some referees on the sidelines. And I, I, I saw him having a conversation with the referees at mm-hmm. one point after that. And he said... After after the game, that they told him that they did that they reviewed it and that they that it was illegal touching, mm-hmm. and um, I, I really think that he would have reviewed that because I, I just I, it was too bizarre, you know. Yeah. we were even watching the play live. I told Stefan, who was sitting next to me, like that's not that's not right. That something just that that doesn't seem right. And everybody, you know, the players didn't really know what was going on. Half of them just were standing there. Martin Emerson, Jet Johnson, some of those guys started taking off and running after Austin, but they had no shot. But I just remember thinking, they're going to review this. And then the guy kicked the extra point, and I'm like, what? What just happened? How is that not reviewed? There's no way. It's not possible. I wanted I wanted Mike Leach to come out with that the same rant that he had in 2007 with Texas Tech. I saw Stefan share that earlier. Yeah. I wanted that to happen, but he was he he was not willing to uh, to talk about that publicly for for whatever reason. Right. And um, I don't know. I just I feel like he would have been justified to criticize the SEC in, in this on this occasion, and I think they they probably should have let him say whatever he wanted to without fining him. I think we should take away fines anyway on the referees if if they if they do something terrible. With their job that causes, especially causes a team mm-hmm. basically to lose a ball game, mm-hmm. they should have to answer for that. They should. They should, they should. We should talk to the. We should talk to the head referee mm-hmm. after games with plays like that. Mm-hmm. Coaches should be able to criticize referees. Mm-hmm. Players should be able to criticize referees. Well, and here's the other. You're not thing. off limits. Here's the other thing with this one. 
you've basically admitted that you screwed up big time. Yes. Big time. Somebody should be fired and fired publicly. You've got to set a standard. All right? It's like, this was unacceptable behavior. We have fired this person. This person will no longer officiate games in the Southeastern Conference. I mean, it's a side give, job anyway. Give your it? fans that security to know that you are going to be held accountable if you screw up badly like that. Exactly. We can't just get – it's unbelievable to me that we're just getting a statement from the SEC that says we're sorry. And that's it. It didn't say I'm sorry. Well, basically did. It said we screwed up. We screwed up. Deal with it. I d- <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Like you, you get paid three thousand dollars a game or whatever it is mm-hmm. to be that bad at your job, and all you do is run through the tunnel after the game, get in a van and leave, and, and go back to your job. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, it's 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 something that's got to change, but I don't know that it will. I don't know that it will. It's not. It's been going on forever, forever. and it's not going to yeah. get any better. So, all right. Let's get into our SEC picks. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Wherever you are in the state of Mississippi, there should be some Welcome Home Beef near you. Make sure that it is. If you're in Louisville, if you're in Tupelo, Corinth, uh, where, where else you are, the Olive Branch up north Mississippi around the Corinth area, around the Tupelo area, they are all over the place up there. And they're, they're expanding, but they've got to hear from you. Call your local grocery stores to tell them you want Welcome Home Beef on the shelf. Call Welcome Home Beef to find out how you can make that happen. That number is 662-268-8148. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District will be buzzing this weekend for Super for Bulldog football. I was ready for Super Bulldog Whoa. weekend already. Here we go. You're, you're just I'm, done you with You know football. what? I'm, I, let's just get to April. Uh, <laughs> skip, I don't blame I, I'm you, I'm going to skip Thanksgiving, my birthday, Christmas, everything. My New York trip, everything. Uh, I wouldn't skip a trip to Two Brothers, though. If you ever say, let's go there, you know that. You, you you don't have to twist my arm very much to make a trip to Two Brothers, and it shouldn't be for you guys either. It's smoked southern soul food in the heart of the Cotton District. Check them out next time you're in Starkville if you haven't already. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems has two ways to take care of you. They've got a great selection of inventory of products and services, everything a business needs to operate, to thrive, and to work with more profits and less problems. And every sale is backed up by the kind of customer service you would expect if you were dealing with your next-door neighbor. And that's what Advantage Business Systems really is. They are your next-door neighbor. They're a Mississippi business. They have been for 46 years. They do business with places like, oh, I don't know, Mississippi State University. Maybe you've heard of them. So... <laughs> so, give Advantage Business Systems a call and find out what they can do for you. The number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. First, before you start this, I'm sorry, I just have to do this. Have you seen these pictures that Arn Anderson posted of himself on no. his birthday? No. Is that the old? Is that the enforcer back? Oh my gosh! <laughs> it looks like him though. Oh wow! <laughs> I love I, it. That's 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 that, that's the double A we know and love. Did I you love see it. what I tweeted at Bunky today? Yes. About the today is Arn Anderson, the enforcer's uh, birthday, and uh, I, I tweeted three things that I learned from Arn Anderson. I will now reveal them here. Uh, number one, where is this tweet? <clears throat> You've tweeted a bunch today. I have. Number one, don't be afraid to toot your own horn. Yep. Toot, toot, toot. Don't draw straws. You be the measuring stick. And number three, and most importantly, if they send one of yours to the hospital, send one of theirs to the morgue. I like it. I mean, 
Thank you, Double A, for your for your wisdom. You've been a father to us all. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. All right. I'm still one up on Robbie Falk. Will that be the case after this weekend? I think there's at least one game we're going to disagree on. Let's find out. Let's look at the ones I think we'll agree on. I think we'll take both take Georgia over Vanderbilt, unless you want to go out on a limb. No, I'm not going to do that. I mean, maybe if we're if it's down to one game or yeah. or something like that, the last if that was the only option you had. <laughs> Uh, we'll both take Auburn to bounce back against Georgia State. Yes. Um, we'll both take Alabama to, to. And I will not mention anything about Auburn playing. No, no. Uh, no, no. You know, Bishop Sycamore with Georgia let it, let State. It be, let it be. We'll both take Alabama over Southern Miss. Do you know what the line on that game is? Uh, Bama's favored by 27. Did you say 27? Yes. No. 47? 46. Wee. To the top. Uh, to Congratulations the top. on your paycheck, Southern yeah. Miss. I don't. Bama's gonna make you earn that paycheck. <laughs> um, the rest of these week we might we might disagree. So let's look at them. Uh, Missouri uh, travels to Boston College. That's an interesting out of conference game. Boston College not bad. I believe their starting quarterback may be hurt. Yes. Missouri has been just okay this year. Yeah, not not super impressive. I mean they they. Scored fifty nine on Semo last week, but they gave up four touchdowns. Yeah, and they struggled against Kentucky. Yep, and they sort of struggled against Central Michigan too. I'll let you uh, go first on this one. I think I'm still going to go with Missouri here. Okay. They should have better players, and Boston College their their quarterbacks out for the season. I think. Oh, okay, well, if that's the case, yeah, let's go. I'll take. I, Matt, he might not be out for the season. He he's might just out for, out for a few games. Well, he's out for this. Yeah. Season, then. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to take Missouri in this. All right. Going to skip one here, and we'll come back to it. Uh, but Tennessee travels to Florida. I think we'll both take the Gators there, unless you got something on your mind. No, Tennessee stinks. I think Florida bounces back nicely this week. Kentucky at South Carolina. South Carolina's had some success in this series recently, but I just think Kentucky. I think <clears throat> Kentucky's actually a pretty decent team. Now they had a stinker last week, but if you win your stinkers, nobody cares. That that felt like a maybe not like a trap game, but just a game that. They just were kind of overlooking. They were very much overlooking. They, they got a big team. SEC win. Yeah, you know they were, they go from SEC game, SEC East game to playing that, and they got another big SEC East game after that. So I, I think I'm going to go with Kentucky. I think they'll get back on track offensively this week. They didn't have a good offensive week last week. Right, I agree with that. <clears throat> and here's the game I think we're going to disagree on: Texas A&M and Arkansas in Jerry World. Sam Pippen not happy about this game being played in Arlington. He called out Jerry Jones, who is one of his richest alums. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, last year this game for COVID was played at Texas A&M. There's yeah. no return game for, for fans. I, I don't like this game in Dallas. Just... I think this is the last year of it. I'm pretty sure. Um, A&M has been unimpressive this year. Arkansas has been very impressive this year. A&M's defense is outstanding. Offensively, though, they're not good at all. Arkansas defense has been pretty good, and Arkansas can run the football. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I never would have thought it a few months ago, but I'm going to take Arkansas to win this game. Okay. Um. Well, you made me think a little bit, but I feel like we need to we need to have to some be a big situation here. here. If you, you go the I'm going to go with A and M because I, I feel like we we've had three weeks I think out of four. Where we pick the same team. We have. We've only had one week. One, well, we only had one game. So, yeah, I'm going to go with A&M here. Which, I, by the way, 
just want to point out that Pitt beat Tennessee and then lost to Western Michigan. Yes. So That's they, why I felt like Tennessee was – I didn't think Pitt was that great. I didn't either, but I but thought I think Tennessee was that. good either. I just gave I them – better the, than beating Western Michigan. Yeah, I'm so going to go with A&M. You're going with well. A&M. All right, so yep. on, Let's see if we can. on Sunday morning we'll either be tied or I will have a commanding two-game lead. That'll be tough to overcome if, so. if, if you get two up on me. All right. We got a lot of uh, interviews I'm putting together. The only one I know for sure is I'm talking to Wilson Alexander uh, from the uh, Advocate down there in Baton Rouge. Uh, he covers the Tigers. Uh, that's the only one I have locked in stone, but we will have more this week uh, to go uh, along with all of our podcasts. So a lot of great stuff here on Thunder and Lightning. Hope you guys will tune into it. You, you may be down on MSU football. Don't be down on Thunder and Lightning. We're still going to be bringing you a lot of great stuff. Also, don't forget, we are two weeks away from there will be no Thunder and Lightning for a week. Oh, that's going to be sad. It'll be all right. It might not be sad. If You're going to be doing stuff, struggling. too. You're going to Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, I am. Right, so we're, we're not going to be here. So My goodness, I hope Pittsburgh is is playing well at that point. Who, who are they playing in the game y'all are going to? The Broncos. Should be able to get that one. I, just, I need them to get back on track here. Last This past week was a stinker. I tell you. I need them to get back I, on I'm track. I'm pulling for the Steelers. I want them to win. But there's not going to be a sadder story than me and my dad, after years of being Steelers fans, finally go to a game when they lose. And they've they've been losing. I, I don't yeah. need that to happen. I need them to get on a roll here, be yeah. like four and one or whatever. Oh, they've been losing. They're one and one. It's only uh, played two games. I know, but I'm talking about like last year. They had a bad it'll, ending. It'll be all right. I, I'm just saying. I'm saying. I don't need that to. Ha- I don't need that to I be. I feel Big Daddy's presence will. He's got to turn it around. To a win. He's got to turn it around. When it, for Big us. Daddy's in the stadium. Good things are going to happen for the Steelers. I need a packed house at Heinz Field. I need the Steelers to be right, you know, in the thick of things in, in the AFC East, AFC North. Sorry. Hashtag here we go, Big Daddy. Yes, here we go, Big Daddy. That's what we're talking about. He's going to turn this thing around for us. I feel like it's going to happen. All right, guys. Rumblings tomorrow. So oh. Robbie will tweet it out. Get the questions in. What time are we we're going to be recording? Do you have it? Uh, before you? lunch. Okay. So we'll get that done, and uh, there you go. We'll have a we'll have a full rumblings podcast. Get your questions in now. Make it happen. All right, guys. Talk to you tomorrow for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.